0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at Nerdtonomedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM.
1: This is 92.5 Phoenix FM. Community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash, and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the
0: Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling.
1: Than ever, don't know what that's from some anime. I think, hello, everybody. It is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl O'Connor. Thank you for joining us here on Air Media, the and the True Penny Channel. And um, we're back, our first show of 2023. Um, thank you for checking out all the shows that we have. Um, of course, if you haven't checked them out, we have shows with uh James Two Penny where we look at the Brawl for All. There's a special, uh, special Christmas show where we look at and um, the wrestling, the what was that terrible thing called Wrestling Society X and a few other bits and pieces. <laughs> uh, that's a charity stream. We'll be putting up our um, our links to um, where you can help out uh, the cause that we were that we were raising money for on that day as well. And of course, this is your first show. Please do subscribe, spread the word of the show, and go over to the Wrestling Rewind.com, the True Penny Channel, or Know Media, where you can get. All the shows, all for free. There's no paywall yet. We might put a paywall up eventually, though, to, to do Raw Rumble 2000, um, because oh. we are threatened to do it. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, we're back in the time machine this week. Um, we're going to look at Raw from 2000. Uh, sorry, from the, the 22nd of February. 1999. 1999. February 2022. That's what it was. And uh, yeah, but before we get there, we're gonna talk about news as well, because holy hell, news right, <laughs> that we gotta talk about. But before we get to it, as I said my name is Daryl Connor. I'm not alone. You heard him. You love him. Fastest man on his feet, one and O. Oh. Still waiting for CM Punk to uh, to respond to his uh, his claims to meet him. Open challenge in a ring. An open challenge in the ring. In the cage. Wrestling you know, ring.
0: A, boxing ring.
1: Doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter. It is Mr. Martin Herity. How are sir?
0: A grand, I think. Punk, punk gets a bit of a reprieve. So, New Year, New Me got into the whole uh, back into the the weightlifting and the training. And day one, I, I wasn't even doing it in massive. I was only swinging an out kettlebell, and I I felt a uh, like a almost like a spring or a snap or something going me back, and uh, got worse and worse and worse over the next couple of days, and went to the doctor, and I have sciatica. So, punk, he's hurt now come on it, you it. might whole, have a chance <laughs> the, whole, the whole right side of my body is mangled like the whole right side so yeah, yeah I, it's, I, a, it, it's a handicap match there you go come on <laughs> i could take him on with me with me left hook.
1: <laughs> oh man that's nasty that's not there's nothing worse than there's nothing worse than when you get some kind of your injury like that you know and you're just kind of out for a while so hopefully you'll 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 get back on the Back on the saddle soon. And, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised now if you do get that tweet or email from Punk going, "Oh, I'll take you next week. You
0: oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Now that, he, now, <laughs> now that he smells blood in the water. I'm that's right.
1: it. That's it. Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, look, before we, we do go to Raw from 1999, <laughs> I've been saying on this show for pretty much <laughs> but, since we've been... Well, as long, as long as I've been here. Yeah, that, that WWE is getting ready for a sale. And all of a sudden... My like my phone goes mad, and that's never a good thing when that happens because it means something happens in wrestling. And uh four a.m. I think it was four a.m. Nearly into five a.m. Just everything goes mad. Yeah, what's it? The lads from uh, Cultaholic and all the the UK based wrestling shows. They just they, they they fire up a stream, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Uh, WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia. Now that was the headline. That was the headline. Uh, and they were talking about it, and tweets were going mad, and people were melting down, and it was going nuts. And basically, the story was that the Saudi Arabian government had uh, purchased the WWE. Now, yes,
0: the the public investment fund.
1: Yes, which, the uh, lads, the lads who buy, who who fund. Um, yeah, buy up. like.
0: Yes, and by like by soccer teams and by you know uh, things like that around the world. So it wasn't uh, an unrealistic or an inconceivable uh, rumor that
1: went around. No, I mean it, it did have look I, I didn't I didn't expect it, to be honest with you. I really didn't, but it did make the most sense in a weird way because of how much money they have given to WWE how the look the fact that saudi money is in lots of different random areas that you may not even know Um, well
0: every every time they go out there they get they spend 50 million on it and that's only what what wwe gets like they obviously spend more on it than you know marketing in the country and that so they have that twice a year deal for 10 years 50 million every time 100 million a year like it's not much of a jump to think that they might go, Well, Sherlock, sure, it's might gonna well cost it. us it's gonna cost us a billion anyway. Like throw in another couple of billion and we loan the bloody thing.
1: Absolutely. And it's like, you know, WWE still is a very attractive brand to own, you know? Um it it but I've never seen something be met with such concern, is the word I wanna use. Um and i mean rightly so there were you know there there the ripples of this are still been felt um but i suppose we should talk about what happened before that Vince McMahon just shows back up <laughs> what? so well, he he couldn't
0: wait one week he was back on the 6th of january yeah he, one, he could
1: not wait one week no he literally forces his way back in makes himself uh well we don't know if he made himself but he no, he. he th- this
0: isn't like rumor anymore. He, it, it's all public knowledge. He wrote a letter to his own board stating, "I will not approve any sale or any TV license deal unless I'm brought back in as CEO." Well,
1: okay, I didn't know that. So
0: because he'd he'd tried to get back in as CEO, maybe two months before that, the board almost unanimously voted against it. So then. Two months later, he sends them the letter because he's still the majority shareholder. He is. I, yeah. I will block all sales. I'll block all deals. I'm
1: within a week, chairman of the board. So here, so okay, that makes a lot of sense because the the talking point was that he had initiate. He was brought back in to sell the WWE to Saudi Arabia. Now it still looks like the case is he was brought in to initiate a sale of WWE. So WWE is getting sold, and it looks yeah. like it's going to be sold by summer. So I mean. I was right about Sting coming back. And people said, that was mad. I'm right <laughs> about this. So it's just like, you know, two for two. It just takes a little bit longer than I thought it would. I, I, I do tend to be good at calling these kind of things. Well, Not here's... to shoot my own horn, but I mean, literally, you can go back and you can hear me say that how, why it's been sold. And this thing has been geared up for sale for a long time. Now, a thing happened here is when Vince was ousted, he's like, all right, this is the last play I have. And um, now, where do I think it's going? I think it's going to Disney i genuinely do i think disney will buy it because they need they need a brand that isn't dead this is a brand yes. that's go on forever just on its on its network um like you you just side look, like they don't even need to change the servers all you have to do is just redirect to the WWE network a little tab boom there you go it's made like yeah that's a massive 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 power move the,
0: the other the other possibility is comcast so they own yeah. NBC and Peacock. Yeah. And Peacock's already paying, like I say, a, a billion a year for, for WWE or whatever it is they're paying them every year for Yeah, uh, that's, true. that's true. That's
1: true. Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah.
0: But he, here's the thing. Uh, um, do you know at the end of the year and all those, like you're talking about Cultaholic and all them groups do their best of the year videos and all that. Yeah. I was watching one of them over Christmas and... There's a load of people commenting under it going oh my god 2022 is the craziest year in wrestling like you never see anything like that again and i wrote under it that is exactly what we all said about 2021 yeah and 2022 went nuts um we're not even a full month into 2023 and it's all it's already haywire so i, I like at this stage i there is no conspiracy theory there is no nutcase idea there is no wild notion that I am rejecting literally anything. Anything could happen.
1: I mean, I, that's the way. I mean, that's the way you should go into most things anyway. You should always, you know, trust but verify and do your own research with things. But well, I mean, like
0: when when Vince left, I remember me and you were talking on the show about it. He left, and Stephanie stepped in, and I, I was talking to you. I was saying, God, you know, I I think. He's stepped aside for a wee while to let the dust settle. He's put his own daughter in, literally just to hold his, keep his seat warm for him, and then he'll be back. And as I was saying that to you, I was thinking to myself, do I even really believe that? Or am I just being cynical? You know, like, uh, am am I just saying that? But no, that's exactly what happened. So I am, (laughs) 2023,
1: completely open mind. I don't even think he did that. For that reason, because it's not a long-term play, it's a it's a debt strangle, you know. He's like, This ship is going down, and I'm going down with it, right? So I don't it's not like he's you know, in the saying he's back in control, creative. It's like that doesn't matter. Nothing WWE does now really matters until it's sold. You know, I I, yeah. I feel bad because Triple H actually was making the product very good. Um, and now it's like it'll be interesting to see once it's sold what happens because like, they're already talking about the rock being out at WrestleMania. They're talking about yeah. changes to the Royal Rumble. They're talking about all these kind of things. And I'm like, when this gets sold, because again, like we've just covered WCW as it was going down. And you saw that stuff just didn't matter because people, well, everyone except for Scott Steiner, he really cared. He's yeah. doing great matches. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was fantastic he was, by the was, end yeah he was killing it like him and Booker T but I mean like you know when the company starts going down it's like and this isn't it isn't WWE's going to shut its doors like I you know even, no, as no, not at all. Ba- even as far back as 2007 when I first started doing wrestling media you know I would say WWE never had to do a pay-per-view ever again which they don't they don't need to do a show ever again the network itself can sustain it you know it's, it's back catalog can sustain WDB as a brand Pretty much forever, because of what they own. Disney buy that, or NBC buy that, you don't need a WWE, you know? But what would be interesting to see is if whoever buys it... And we'll have this conversation again, like, I I guarantee it. Um, But whoever buys this now, what happens? to Because they're already selling tickets for live events. They've stopped doing as many live events as they're doing. But there are live events in in Dublin for WWE Live. I think it's in May. Um, and well, that's they're talking about doing a sale in june or july
0: so it'd be interesting to see ahead of uh ahead of the tv
1: rights deals yes, coming up exactly exactly so
0: yeah
1: it'd be interesting well, to see what they like how they prepare themselves for the sale now because when they were cutting everyone back and they, they did all those firings that was a very yeah. clear indication cuz like before you sell a company or get acquired you strip down to the most bare bones of yeah, so your main product. So if it's a product, you strip down, and get rid of most of the staff. You have a bare bones staff that can carry you through. You do the, say, do the acquisition and then the IP gets sold and blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah, the merger and acquisition that takes over. But something with WWE, it's quite interesting because it's not a product per se, it's a group of people and contracts and, and stuff like that. So if they there's one of two ways they can do it. They can either fire everybody, right? and just carry over as the brand, which would just be TV products, pay-per-views, uh, licensing, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff, which would go in. And then if it's in that sense, I would like, absolutely. That's going to somewhere like Disney plus. But if it's, if it's more wholesale and it's more intact, that's when you get something like, um, a Comcast or even an AW. Now I would not want to see it going to AEW because no. then it's, cre- then it just creates a monolith and, we just lived through a monolith with WWE, yeah.
0: and I like you know I'm I'm the big AEW guy, but I, I, do, I don't want Tony Khan to buy it.
1: No, it's like it's like if you bought TNA, it would, it, you know, you need to have more, you to yeah, have more 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 brands. So, so you saw what I did with Ring of Honor, you know. Wrestling
0: was never never better than when WCW and WWE were neck and neck. Yeah, like Absolutely. competition breeds innovation.
1: Absolutely. And, but then you go back to the whole Saudi thing. You need a billionaire. You know, WWE are bought by Saudi Arabia. Technically, that creates that economy. You know, but it, nobody wants that. And then it, it kind of poisoned. Like, again, there was concern, but there was also um, resentment when that, from, from pretty much the entire wrestling community where they're like, we do not want that. We will not watch WWE because I know people like Farmer Calls that is show. Brin, he stopped watching WWE completely when the Saudi shows start happening.
0: Here's the thing, though: WWE had twenty years with no competition, where they were effectively able to get rid of the word wrestling and yeah. just make the brand be what what people meant. People didn't say wrestling
1: for twenty WWE. years.
0: People said wwe so i I think or
1: wwf actually you still say wwf
0: i think uh, yeah so i think there's there's that it's it's that much of a well-known brand that even if they did do a sale to saudi arabia there'd be a lot of noise at the start and within six months people would be used to it because remember all the everyone was going to boycott over them doing these crown jewel shows in saudi arabia Mm. you know like, what What? What did they say now when there's a Crown Jewel show? They go, well, oh, that, that one was actually good. You know, normally they're just big house shows, but that was actually pretty good. Like, nobody's even talking about the Saudi Arabia stuff anymore. It's just become
1: another pay-per-view. To an extent. There are people who walked away completely. You know? And, and there are people that walked... Like, with this, I think there would be... Again, like you had a bunch of wrestlers going. No, I will walk out. And even in the Saudi Arabian shows that they did, few people wouldn't go. But actually, leaving very different. Uh, I just it would be, it would be interesting. I think it would be a a massive misstep, in a way. But you're right; they would recover because there are people who like you know.
0: And here's the thing: talking about selling WWE, you're talking about between like it's estimated that would be between seven and eight billion dollars so yeah that's a lot two of money. things about that are there's only so many groups companies in the world that can afford that uh so i wouldn't rule the saudis out of, like no i wouldn't
1: either when it comes it to down to brass
0: yeah. tax if they're the only ones who can put up the cash they'll, they're there who'll get it the yeah. other thing i would say about how much it's going to cost is around the um Creative direction of the show because you're saying there's been big improvements since Triple H took over. Whoever buys that is spending massive amounts of money on it and they are going to want to see a return pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and they are, whoever buys it, they are not wrestling people. They will have no sort of emotional or traditional attachment to the business. If it comes down to what it costs, they will strip the, th- the thing for parts. Like, it'll yeah. be cut way, way back. You'll see all the all the wrestlers who were brought in be gone again. And like you say, WWE doesn't need to put on shows. Like, one of the things... They don't. One of the things that they approved with the bloody um, Thunderdome is they don't even need an audience. They could set themselves up in a swanky-looking... Uh, Thunderdome style thing You know in one location And never have to move Around the country And just put their TV shows out
1: Do you know what you do WWE get bought by Disney right Disney parks are suffering now Because they're kind of terrible Right And I'm going to Disneyland Paris again In like two weeks Because I like Disneyland right But They're terrible WWE get bought by Disney They they move WWE Headquarters not not their headquarters, but the actual, the shows, the show. Yeah, move to MGM. WCW used to do that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just set yep. yourself up there, make it an attraction where you buy a park ticket, you can go and watch the show. People will come, like even hold a WrestleMania there. Guess what? Everyone's gonna go, it, it and actually, they're gonna I go even... to the
0: park. You know, might even work to their benefit because if you've people filtering in and out all day, you don't have the one audience that's has exactly. been there for four hours and is wrecked by the end. You know, yeah, you... Well,
1: so, now some people are probably screaming, going, oh, but you'll have terrible crowds. I'm like, the crowd's terrible anyway. <laughs> terrible. I mean,
0: <laughs> they're they already don't... piping in. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: like the thing knows. of it is, it's like you, you can turn that into and you can have a full land. You can have your you can have a literal Hall of Fame there. Yeah, like this this thing. Physical, right, like a physical, yeah, You can have a physical hall, like you can have a WWE land. I know some people are cringing through time at that, but think about it. You have your own WWE area, right? Like half of MGM or some park in Disneyland or whatever. Physical hall of fame. You can have me greet the wrestlers. You can have some kind of, you can do a cartoony thing if you want. You can have the a performance center there, and you can also have a massive arena. Now think about it. That people would have
0: John Cena wander around the park
1: like Snoopy and Daffy Duck. <laughs> it's just why not? Kids coming up to him. I mean, why not? You know, but you can have so much there that it's it's people will come from all around the world to go there, and they will. And d- do not say to me, I'd never go there. Like uh, uh, Im- imaginary uh, person on the internet, or hundred you know,
0: percent. I and you know who will. I feel about WWE, and a hundred percent I'd go.
1: I'd, go, I'd go, go
0: purely, if it was time. nothing else, I'd go purely for a physical Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I know. An
0: actual, everybody else. an actual museum that I could walk around and forget the modern product and bask in all the stuff from when it was great. I'd 100% go.
1: You could do your convention there. You can, have, you, know, you can set up a little ring where legends can fall around a bit. You know? It, it just oh, makes sense. it's it, it, yeah. it, WWE is designed to make money, and you can bleed that forever without ever doing another show again. They don't need to do rest. And I've been saying this for years. You know, they don't need to do a show. It's superfluous having a WWE show now. And the thing about it is, is like, think about it, right? You do a, a you know wrestle con, the WWE con or WWE week or something in, in Disneyland, right? Not not in the Magic Kingdom, but one of the other parks they have there, right? or to build another park or whatever, right? Everyone would go. Austin, Mick Foley, Taker, Kane, we're opening up a Hall of Fame. Ugh, everybody would go. Yeah, and then guess what? They go to the other parks. I mean, there you go. That's how you make your seven or eight billion back. And on top of it, and you can do that every year without doing another show. But then you know, if they did set up another show, you do your wrestling there. You do it first. even their shows like they can,
0: even the current WWE shows are set up in such a way that they can run them with tw- you know twenty wrestlers. Yeah, you know they could have they could have a their whole cast could be twenty wrestlers.
1: Like, and it, you know people say, oh, you know. D- d- Disney would would ruin it. It's like Disney have stars. Like the actual brand, stars on the Disney yeah. network, right? Like it doesn't after, matter, you know. They, they can have their own thing. It can exist in its own little vacuum the way Marvel, and, you know. And,
0: like, uh, after all the firings like sort of after COVID when they were when every time there was a wave of firings, it was like hundreds of people. Yeah. Uh, Brian Alvarez did a Did an actual count of the
1: live active
0: active wrestlers who are the the live active roster at the moment, and he counted that on Raw. There was only something like eighteen active singles male wrestlers, and on SmackDown there was even fewer.
1: And there was like six women
0: and six. Yeah, so they can and and like two tag teams between the between the two bloody. And
1: I mean, like a lot of a lot of wrestlers already live in Florida.
0: Yeah, so they they can, a hundred percent run this on a a uh, an absolute skeleton cast and on a budget. And any company that is putting up seven or eight billion dollars for it is going to want to see some
1: payback pretty quick. Like again, Disney and I hate to go back to Disney again, but they well, ruins the most sense. Yeah, they, they, but they ruined my favorite brand, Star Wars, by not understanding what they have right. Star Wars should have just made ridiculous money. You can listen to shows on there. to no media where I go on massive rants. I'm not allowed to talk about Star Wars because I go on so many rants about it. But. <laughs> the difference is they they have built so these our, lands. These
0: are lucky listeners that I'm a Battlestar Galactica man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they have built these lands. Like they built a Star Wars land, right? So they're willing to do that kind of stuff. With yeah, WWE. Yeah. With WWE like. You know. Things we wanted for years like a Hall of Fame, where would you put it? Would you put it in, in their offices in WWE? That's ridiculous. They're not going to do that, right? Um, but if they had a space like that, where, you know, you could, and I mean, like again, yeah, so people probably, you wouldn't have the actual WWE guys. you probably have local walking around or running, like, you know, to, to do that as cast members or something. Like that. But I mean, still it is what it is. But like, when it comes to like an actual Hall of Fame, like all that stuff from the archives put in that you could actually go and visit, um, that, that yeah. what what do you call your man Hogan was
0: gonna bring in as the ultimate warrior the renegade? The renegade. <laughs> the renegade. walking around pretending the, to be the ultimate warrior. But
1: the, I mean, think about it, like even if that was there, and I to be honest with you, I would not be a fan of that, but I mean some kids would probably love it, right? But at the same time, you know, if you were able to go in and, you know, experience WWE live where you have, you know, jobbers from the performance center that's probably who you'd have during the day going in and come in and see how it's done like it these are not revolutionary ideas these are ideas that they've already they've already done about 20 years ago get get a harness on you and have your photo taken on top of hell in a cell like oh man like this yeah this is just throwing money at you people will just come in with dumb like wheelbarrows of money to do so that come and see the original belts have a picture with the belt you know um hold the winged eagle oh my god like (laughs) (laughs) i'd be on a plane in the morning it's so would everybody and then when you're done with that they can like they can fleece you for food you can have you can reopen wwe new york but call it wwe orlando oh it's it just makes the most sense in the world. Just if they take the product out where they never have to actually wrestle again, it just makes the most sense in the world to just fleece yeah. people with it. I'd, and they' to have, have a great time.
0: I'd have a picture of myself with the original Intercontinental title wearing a pair of Bret Hart's glasses. And it wouldn't bother me one bit that I was paying $30 for a burger and $15 for a beer.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and then after that, you go to the other parks. <laughs> it's just it makes Uh, the most sense and i think that what that alone is what people need to factor in and then of course you put the network as part of disney plus and it becomes a whole uh, synergistic corporate nightmare but everybody's happy because they get what they want you know and that's where i'd see it going in reality if someone can actually piece that together but then again there is also the other players where nbc could get it because again that kind of makes sense and then other outside parties like um, said the Saudi Arabian government or something like that. What well, happens? I, I mark my words. I don't think a w will buy it. I don't think that makes any no. sense. No. I think that's a safe bet that will not happen, but any of those three that we've just talked about, there's probably a good bet on one of those. But, oh yeah. You know, yeah. we talk, like I, we had to talk about it. It's like the biggest story that's going on. It's like <laughs> this weird story. That's like if in I, the I, heard, that... <laughs> I heard
0: one of the things I heard that, uh, Tony, one of the reasons the Cans put in a bid, or not even put in a bid, but expressed official interest in it, was that they knew that that would make that'd make the news cycle for that week. Oh, but, no, oh my true. God, AEW is going to buy it! Like never had any intention of buying it, but like all of a sudden everybody's hey, talk,
1: look,
0: like, it, talking about <laughs> AEW. I mean, that's a smart
1: business plan. yeah you know? it, it, it
0: didn't cost them a penny, you know. So
1: it probably cost them a little bit to file interest in it. You probably have to pay a lawyer, but you know, they only have the laws on retainer. <laughs> I'd say they have plenty of... But, plenty um, of yeah, I mean, look, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. It's one of those stories that um is sitting in the background. It's like this like little lad in the corner who's like, hey, you know, every time something's gone on at WDB, you're like, you guys are getting ready to sell. And now you've admitted it that by summer it's going to be sold. So we'll keep an eye on it. But... We're gonna jump back to when Vince just ran WWE and ECW. Um, <laughs> I can't believe people didn't realize that ECW was owned by WWE. That's when you when you look back at, at particularly this episode of Raw as well, where it's full of ECW guys. You're like, how did you not know that? But we're gonna jump back to February two to uh, twenty. I don't know why I want to say twenty twenty two. <laughs> February twenty second. 1999 um we're, we're now like properly wrapping up to wrestlemania 1999 so i think it's in yes. the next couple of weeks and they're, they're really setting the, the table here uh undertaker and kane are are you know front to center here this is building up the the higher power storyline return of uh, paul bearer and mankind uh paul white and the rock are also one of the big um yeah one of the, one of the big that elements awesome. of tonight's show.
0: Austin's knocking about still. That yes, that so. that uh, WrestleMania match with the Rock has been more or less set. So
1: yeah, yeah. So a, a lot a lot of uh, stuff going into this again is all for WrestleMania. They're on the they're on the road to WrestleMania more like more aggressively than they've been. In there, the there so far?
0: Is there another? So um, since so Valentine's Day massacre was obviously. Valentine's Day, so it was February. Is there another pay-per-view between nope. now and Mania, or is Mania the next nope.
1: one? Mania is the next one. There's just uh there will be a heat before it, so we'll watch Heat uh, before WrestleMania, um, just to kind of because there are some stuff that will be added um, on Heat as there uh, as there normally is. But no, it's it's just raw up until WrestleMania.
0: Oh, yeah. So. I kind of see that, because I was wondering uh, if there was another pay-per-view or not, because I know where you, you were saying you really enjoyed this one. This was, I think, of of all the Raws we, from 1999 that we've done, this is the first one I was a wee bit disappointed by, because um, up until now, because we came in just after the Royal Rumble, just before Valentine's Day Massacre, into Valentine's Day Massacre, and out the far side of it. And this was the first one where it kind of felt like they're they're spinning their wheels a bit Everton's almost set up for Wrestlemania but there's let me see when is Mania? Uh, March 28th so there's still five weeks to go mm. so I just slightly got the impression not a, not a bad show by any stretch but it, this one didn't have the sort of constant momentum that the other ones have had I felt there was a wee bit of wheel spinning here because well, they, they almost have everything
1: in place. Yeah, it's because they're building up another storyline. They're building up the higher power storyline and they're yeah. trying to give the Undertaker yeah. something to do, which we'll see how that plays out. But at <laughs> WrestleMania as well, um, we'll see how that plays out, and it's not good. But um, no, I agree. I Also, I, it's funny that you mentioned it. This is the, the only, well, the first Raw that we've had that has a lot of matches because... Yeah, you know, I was surprised, yeah. And they're not like they're actually long by comparison. <laughs> like there's an eight minute match here for some reason, which is like, whoa, that's that's a new one. Um and that was, you know, randomly in the middle of the show and it wasn't really that good. But um and that's why the matches are three minutes long. But no, I agree. Um, I, I mean I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that I'm like, okay, it okay, let me put it this way. Because I know where it's going. And I know yeah. what they're setting up. I'm, I, I'm enjoying it because I'm like, okay, there's some really cool aspects here, and this is like the roots of it, and it ends quite well. But no, I mean, yeah. if I was watching this cold at the time, I probably would agree. I also, I also enjoyed the fact that we got to see Bark on after we yeah. just watched Rofr. <laughs>
0: oh, I actually have yeah a couple of notes on on that. And, um, and I and I marked for... a
1: little and I marked a little bit when I saw Bark on. Um, so.
0: For yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's back to just Bart Gun. He's not Bart the Anvil. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: no, anymore. he was. Yeah, what? Well, was he? He was the Anvil. He was in Brawl for All, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He, uh, in
0: Brawl yeah. for All, he went from bodacious Bart, the to Bart, to Bart Gun once they realized he could fight. Yeah. To Bart the Anvil by the time he came to to the the match at WrestleMania. See, um, he's, no,
1: no, hold on, he's not the Anvil. Yeah, he'll be the Anvil in a month.
0: Oh, yeah, because yeah. the thing at WrestleMania, yeah, it happened months after the Brawl. Yeah,
1: yeah, Brawl for all right. was 1998, and then WrestleMania happened, like, a, a month so after this. So I think that's why he's back, because they're, like, trying to build him up now as a legit but, tough yeah. guy.
0: so uh, just for a wee bit of context, uh, it's been four months since the last time Nitro won uh the ratings war at this stage i think way back in october was the last yeah. time that they beat out raw but they're still up there they're still neck and neck so this is a loaded show this had the first ever inferno
1: match this no, had it did, no well, it had, had the first ever inferno match on tv on,
0: on tv okay so first ever inferno match on tv even though it didn't go that way they, it had you know, technically, was supposed to have a world title match between The Rock and and the Big Show. On the other channel, <laughs> uh, you had a load of nothing matches, and then the main event was a non-title match between Goldberg and Steiner. So absolutely nothing going on on Nitro, but still, uh, almost neck and neck. It was WWE got five point five for this week. And Nitro came in at four point eight and like what what wrestling company today wouldn't wouldn't kill for a four
1: point eight? I don't even think, you know, I think combined <laughs> no, wouldn't no. even, we, <laughs> all <laughs> the wrestling shows together for the we wouldn't even get that four point eight. Like all of them. Um, yeah, oh
0: yeah. Like like know. And, and count everybody who was at the CZW show at the weekend. <laughs>
1: count everybody in, in the Olympia who's there for OTT. <laughs> everybody, like, all the rest the shows, no, you wouldn't even get it, you know. So, yeah, it it, it it is it is wild to think. And, I mean, even look at the crowds, like, the it's just jammers, like, absolutely just packed, packed to the rafters. And, I mean, it, it, okay, so the show opens up, um, hold on, where's the show coming from? Um... Tennessee, so Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, the next episode is March 1st, so we are like again running toward WrestleMania very, very quickly. And, um, yeah, so the show opens up with a v- rather strange promo, but one strange for the time, but would actually end up becoming the hallmark of Raw, a Vince McMahon promo. Um, and he comes out with, uh, you know. Riles up the crowd, the crowd's all angry, calls out the Big Show, Big Show walks out, The Rock is uh, challenged to such. Mankind comes out, uh, introduces referee Socko, which (laughs) is fun, and that sets up what would happen later on in the night, and obviously then what would happen um, in WrestleMania properly, so we're not going to talk about that just yet. But the real talking point, as you said, is the actual main event of the night, which is the Inferno match, and you have the worst graphic ever seen. (laughs) for anything ever, which um, is like something that was done on MS, MS Paint, Um, you know, the actual, it, like, you know. It is mad when you, when you think back, like,
0: so when you think back to these shows, you kind of remember the vibe more than specifics. Like, you remember how, how hot it was and how fast the shows were and how fresh Everton was. It's only when you really watch it, particularly when you're used to the very slick, very polished production of nowadays that you see just how just how janky some of it was back then.
1: Yeah, I mean like whenever you're using computer graphics period, you're gonna have jank and
0: like Yeah. And it's from nineteen ninety nine, it, like it's
1: Yeah, you have to cut it in a bit of slack, but like it's just it's so terrible that you're like, Okay, this is real bad, you know. Yeah. But it it's still like an interesting way to go. I mean
0: it's like when when I think back Okay, sorry, my, hold on,
1: hold on. Like, oh sorry, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, like an inferno match out of nowhere. <laughs> like this wasn't set up last week, folks. This just happened. Now, their context, the first Inferno match was the first time Kane and the Undertaker were fighting. It was the first time they were really gonna kind of settle things. Because they wrestled at WrestleMania and they're like, no, okay, we're we're gonna fight here in an inferno match, and they built up for, for months. And obviously Kane doesn't like fire because he was burned, and now we know it was emotional burning. Uh, oh, stupid product. But um, <laughs>
0: well, that's not what he says here.
1: No, he that's not what he says very here. Though.
0: Vince McMahon very clearly says here that the Undertaker murdered his parents in yeah. a fire. That is uh, That tends to get dropped whenever Undertakers are faced.
1: Yeah, so it was all emotional murdering rather than actual murdering. <laughs> so that's where we're going.
0: Emotionally set his man down on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, emotionally. That so that's that's where we are now. Like, you know. Um yeah, and like in in the in the first segment, they book they basically book this inferno match out of nowhere, right? So it's it's not really again, se- and again, Taker wasn't really antagonistic as such in the last episode. Well, he was, but he wasn't. He just wasn't really playing ball with Vince. So he's like trying to punish Undertaker for no real reason. And seems like he's just making it worse. Because remember, Undertaker's doing this whole satanic uh, ministry gimmick here it's like yeah okay th- i'll tell you of... what
0: undertaker was really lucky like like you said there was no bill this wasn't set up and all undertaker was really lucky that they just happened to have all the gear for an inferno match with
1: them That's in a good point. chattanooga <laughs> yeah they're just like hey just what what do we do with this i'll just bring it with us just in case like, you know did you,
0: did you bring the inferno gear this way oh we never use it do we need to bring oh, you you better throw it in the
1: truck just in case <laughs> The Hell in the Cell Oh no We won't be using that though The Fire though We need that Don't forget <laughs> yes. that Always keep it in the back pocket Always keep it in the back pocket And it's funny Because like On pay-per-view I think the Inferno match Was only done about Five times Maybe Five or six I I don't think it's any more than that But on Raw It was done surprisingly A lot It's like the Hell in the Cell Everyone forgets the Hell in the Cell Was done on Raw A fair bit as well And it was just like You probably shouldn't Like You it's, it's probably mad- shouldn't do that on like free tv you know it's
0: mad when you when you think of the hell in a cell you really only ever think of four or five matches yeah you don't but you don't I, you don't i think you don't, they've you, had like i think they've had like 40 of them have they
1: yeah but you no one includes match in a cage
0: um no no you i know, mean literal just the hell in a cell matches
1: yeah but what i'm saying is you know the modern when it became a pay-per-view and oh yeah matching yes, match in a cage yeah. No, I know, like, no one ever says, Oh, I really like that Seamus Randy Orton Hell in a Cell from 2008. It's like, No, he didn't. No one liked that one, you know, or from 2010, sorry. Um, You always think about the wars that were on pay per view, you know, and I think it's the same with the with the Inferno match. I think everybody just thinks about 1998, Undertaker versus Kane. Nobody's going to say, Man, that, that Inferno match in Chattanooga. On Raw, everyone loved it. <laughs> oh, no. um, here, I I, ju- I just looked it up. There have
0: been more than fifty Hell in the Cell matches.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: no more than fifty because because uh, I don't know what what year this is uh, from, but it's obviously it's on Wikipedia, so it's not updated
1: right recently. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's that that's that's upsetting and disappointing, in equal <laughs> measure. Um okay so obviously vince set this up there was a bit of a tussle backstage with the with the corporate with with the corporation um between basically between big show and the rock seems like the big show wants his title shot against the rock the rock's like no um and then from there it goes into our first match which is a very interesting parallel pairing i must say it's the public enemy better you know from ecw speaking of ecw um they were recently brought into the WWE from ECW and later killed literally um <laughs> yeah. by the the acolytes, acolytes on an episode of Heat, which we may actually watch because it it's they they destroyed them, They destroyed them for no reason other than they're from ECW. Against the brood, Edge and Gangrel, accompanied by Christian. So oh, look man, it, that that entrance
0: well will always be amazing.
1: So their entrance is about a minute. And it's incredible. The match is over by DQ and lasts 1 minute, 20, 23 seconds. So enjoy the entrance, folks, because it's the best <laughs> part of the match.
0: Uh, and that goes for most Sorry. of the matches tonight, apart from, as you pointed out earlier, a bizarre hardcore match that for no reason goes on like eight and a half minutes.
1: But don't forget, when we're talking about the Brood, they live a gothic lifestyle. They do. that's up there with the box like structure for me uh it's it's the most ridiculous michael cole call ever it's like a gothic lifestyle what does that call them vampires you moron (laughs) they're trying to be vampires they're not trying to be guts they're not hanging out with central bank like so yeah like like you say
0: um yeah this just kind of made no sense so they brought public enemy in ecw hardcore Brawler guys, they had them win on a technicality, a DQ, yeah. and then they had uh, the Brood beat the hell out of them afterwards and leave them in a you know the the bloodbath thing that the Brood does. So it just kind of there was no winners here. No, the Brood lost the match. The guys who are supposed to be the hardcore brawlers won on a technicality and then got beat up. It was just <laughs> one on a technicality. Do you know? the ECW, ECW. Like, yeah, nobody <laughs> brings in public enemy to see them win with like, you know, an expertly
1: tamed small package. Like or or win on a DQ. <laughs> or a DQ, yeah. From not even from like a weapon shot, from like an interference with Christian. And yeah, then when just, the best part is when they try to the go for chairs to actually make it a hardcore thing, they get blood batted and it's like it's over. It's like oh ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately DQ finishes are gonna be a bit of a a bit of a theme. But as you say from this period of wrestling, it really wasn't about the matches, it was the
1: well, here's, here's, what, here's what was interesting, right? You took the words out of my mouth because the, net, the actual point of the whole little skirmish was what happened during the break. We didn't even see it. We saw it in a, in a replay. The, the ministry attacks the brood. Now, remember, the brood were revealed to be part of the ministry two weeks ago. So they made being attacked for no reason. Well, from, from what I could tell,
0: it's, it's the undertaker punishing them for losing.
1: Ah, that makes
0: sense. That you know, makes like, sense. He says something about you need to be disciplined, but then again, so, so who's won here? <laughs> so, Public Enemies won on a technicality, and then got beat up. And then the guys who beat them up
1: got beat up. <laughs> That's a very good point. Okay, well, there we go, folks. We don't even know what really happened. Um, <laughs> it's it it's very confusing. Out walks Val Venus with a shirt that. I really want. Um, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> it says Venus Envy. It's it's hilarious. Uh, and WWE merch has never been this creative since. Uh, no, it has. I didn't even know there was a Val Venus short Period. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Um, that's so he that, walks out to do commentary. That's,
0: that's a present for the uh, the psychiatrist in your life.
1: Absolutely um so he, he walks out uh to do commentary he's the ic champion as we know he uh recently broke up with ryan shamrock for some reason um and he's gone to do commentary for billy gunn versus ken shamrock which ends in a no contest after five minutes so and there's still there still isn't a number one contender of this sorry go on uh
0: yes yeah, so, the, so there's no number one contender like you say and this ends from what i could see ken shamrock uh, i i don't know how but apparently he's wrestling in the ring but he can hear valvenus <laughs> and jerry lawler talking about like how the uh valvenus loved using uh, his sister yeah so like, I don't know how he heard that, but the literally that is the language they're using. Like he has, jam- he has
1: those, 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 those um, ear muscles very well developed <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: he supernatural lifting, hearing,
0: lifting dumbbells with his lungs. <laughs> um, but God, yeah, the language is like Jerry Lawler's like, hey, how how'd you get on with Ryan Shamrock? Ah, oh, God, I bet you she has a tight little body on her. And Val <laughs> is going, oh, she did when I met her. But she didn't when I was finished using her. <laughs>
1: like, oh, oh my god! Horrendous. Like it's 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 still on, actually okay. We're bringing in a new scale, folks, and we're 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 like close to, <laughs> to, to where we have to be careful here. We're going to call it the Mark Madden scale. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so one is like you know, slight. One what is, one is something harmless that Mean Gene would say? Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. So one is like mean Jean. Right. Six to seven is like the most abhorrent Jerry Lawler. And then ten. <laughs> ten is the, the Mark Madden grunt. <laughs> <sighs> so that's where we're going. So on that scale, this was about yeah. this is about a five. It's
0: the Mark Madden growler scale. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it! I love it! Oh, terrible, 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 terrible stuff! Um, yeah,
0: the, the only thing that annoyed me about this was uh, WWE has a pretty good mid card, like a technically was, yeah. Yeah. good mid card this time. And I would love to see Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock and Val Venus actually get some time to actually wrestle. I think they could work a really good match. Well, you might.
1: That's all I'll say. You might. That's all I'll say. So I'll move on from this. Um, yeah, I mean Val Venus is is, is actually really funny on commentary, uh, yeah. despite Jerry Lawler being Jerry Lawler. Um Michael Cole just <laughs> I missed this match. Oh, he, Cole. Does, he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there so confused. He's like, What's going on? But he, he does the best he can with what he's given. Um but yeah, this match quickly devolves down into just uh, a, a slugfest. fest, and they are obviously building towards that kind of payoff between these three which we'll we'll get into in a couple of weeks then from there um again like i have to say despite the little skirmish that goes on fair play to valvin for able to keep that belt on the entire time and the tell um, and the tell (laughs) and the tell (laughs) it doesn't move at any point in time uh it, it sets up the next backstage segment with the rock and vince um but the real kind of main segment here is with kevin kelly um and sable Sable again is doing her heel stick where she's you know she's obviously done playboy and she's doing thing and she put herself over this is like the third, or, third second or third segment like this where we've seen it where someone comes out from the crowd to like challenger and it's uh i think it's ivory isn't it, it is uh, ivory.
0: it's tory
1: tory that's it sorry so oh, this, is the, this is so this is the debut of, of Tori. So we saw the, the debut, debut of, yeah. so we saw the debut of Ivory three weeks ago. Yes. And this is the debut of Tory. Now it's quite interesting actually as well, because I mean Ivory and Tori look exactly the same. It's very weird. Uh,
0: it took me a wee while to whenever they brought her out of the crowd. So she's introduced as like a stalker fan type thing. Yes. Yeah, it took it took me a minute to clock who she was.
1: Now it's funny because in less than a year she'd be called she'd be called the dirty che- Jezebel um, by J.R. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna be watching this woman with with great interest because I'm like I want to see this arc where she's just a stalker fan to be calling the Jezebel by J.R. every week, um, you know, where she cheats on on Kane with X Pac.
0: Well, speaking of Jezebels, yes, we have this whole
1: section, and this is oh me. Luna comes out then. This is it's far
0: gone. from the first time WWE have done this, particularly around Sable. Uh, Sable's in Playboy. Sable's on the cover of Playboy. Everybody go and buy Playboy and see Sable. She's nude in it. It's great. Go and see her. And uh, we never got talking about it uh, just because it happened you know, around Christmas and the different things we're doing. But WWE fired Mandy Rose yeah. just over a month ago because yeah. she had her own only fans count
1: so we're gonna stop that there martin and we're gonna pick it up after this break because well it's time but also because you know watershed so oh is, is you want to
0: you... get over the watershed i want to get over about it
1: yes i want to get Saber over
0: mandy rose
1: yeah yeah so folks if you want to hear that discussion that's the exact discussion we're going to have on the podcast um, so, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we we go into overtime?
0: No, no. I just say make sure you hop straight onto the podcast because we're going to be using our late night voices.
1: <laughs> just going to talk to that the entire time. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. We're going to finish. Um, we're going to finish raw, and of course, uh, kind of we 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 can use the words that we can't use here, and we can obviously talk in more detail about these adult topics, which uh, will will not, you know. We got to be careful with the watershed and such so Don't scandalize
0: the people of phoenix fm
1: we will not scandalize anybody obviously but uh, if you guys want to help us out you totally can spread the word of the podcast Spread the word of the, of the show let us know if there's something you want us to cover we're obviously going to be sitting here looking at news that breaks with WWE and aw but still in our time machine hurling towards wrestlemania in uh, 1999 but again guys go over to Nerdtino Media, the wrestling or across course the true penny channel where you can find the rest of the show we'll see you after this break and if you're listening to us on Phoenix five FM we see this you you have nothing else to do on a Saturday do you like nerd things? So check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. we're back martin now we can cross over into talking about these adult topics such as only fans <laughs> etc well, well speaking
0: of only fans i think i have so we've been talking about setting up our own only fans if people don't sign up to patreon and i think i have the perfect name for it
1: what is it
0: only marks i think that i think that will i think that'll get across what we're about <laughs>
1: I think only hands is pretty good. Where it's just only people eating, <laughs> people just eating crisps, like <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just hands going into the crisp packets, and just, that's what it is.
0: Oh, like almost like a like an ASMR thing.
1: Yeah, but oh. with crisps exclusively.
0: Any particular flavor, or does the?
1: No, I mean you don't want to, you know, box yourself in.
0: No, yeah,
1: you want to be as as creatively free as, as possible. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You know, Walker's um, one week, tato, you know, king. And then you could even like, you know, open it up for like the Japanese flavors where they, you know, well, I I thought I thought, I
0: thought I thought you were going to do something truly scandalous like get a bowl and mix tato and kings.
1: Oh god, no. That would that would that <laughs> You has, have the church on you. You would <laughs> the town elders. Um okay, but all right. So, so so Mandy Rose now. Yeah.
0: Fired for her only fans and yes. not a thing like her OnlyFans is by all accounts very tame. Like, there's nothing really, on it. yeah, there's nothing on See, it. See, I,
1: I thought she was like you know getting railed no. by six lads and stuff the way they were talking no, about no, it. No, no,
0: she's not like uh shoving the Intercontinental
1: title <laughs> up or anything like that. because you know? <laughs> the way they were going on about it. It was just like, no, it's geez, really what's she doing? It's really sorry. T- not are sharing t- anybody for that, obviously. But I mean, oh no, battle it like yeah, go for it, like absolutely. But I mean, it's just like yeah. I mean, that's not too bad. Like you know, it's it's grand. Like well, by all intents and purposes, what but, Sable yeah, was doing. I just thought Pable it was, was yeah,
0: it was a strange juxtaposition from 1989, where they're all go out and get Sable's Playboy <laughs> to hold what Mandy Rose flashed a nip on a on a private <laughs> website. Like you're out of here. <laughs>
1: But see, I think that's the difference. WWE got a massive cut out of the Playboy,
0: ah, and
1: also really they can cool. they can sell it in their own way. Like you can't, you know, they can't be like, oh, give us, give us like twenty percent of of your your nip money there. You know, it's like I don't
0: <laughs> think it'll be an added. Uh, it'll be like a premium level on the network. <laughs> I mean,
1: they could like if they wanted to, but I don't know. I think. What again? What people do in their private time is—is is, you know the whole thing, and it's kind of like the whole Twitch thing as well. It's like, how much money do you need, WDB? You don't need to be doing that, and like the fact that they like with the—it's—it's it's interesting because they did it with the Twitch thing as well, where yeah. they have their own Twitch shows, but then the minute WDB go, uh, W stars go off and do their own Twitch, they're gone. Like, oh, no, I can't do that, you know. But it's like, but hold on a second. I now they're kind of doing it with you know their own with their own pornography, where it's like. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we once we produce this it, phone, but don't you do it yourself? And you're like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> but again, yeah, you've heard you've heard this from, and I'm gonna, you know, mention them. Sorry for interrupting you, man. But you, no, you no, heard but... this with punk, where he would yeah. go off and do his own movie deal. Oh yeah, and the, the... and We're they would block so... it. Yeah, and that's apparently like. So it's not just now that you think about it. It's not just a because it's oh, it's pornography. It's because. It was their own thing. You know, yeah. it was their own thing. So it could be anything. Like, I mean, even, even to Jericho, right? When Jericho had Fozzy, right? Fuzzy were born on Raw. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm actually surprised that, uh, well, actually, for all we know, maybe WWE did get a cut of whatever. Probably. Touring Probably. or whatever they did.
1: Probably. But, um, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, anything that WWE runs, they've created. I and mean, they don't create they they kill now it's not to the same point where they fire you like they didn't fire the lads and girls who were doing Twitch just you know it seems only fans they're kind of like because it is what it is it's a lot easier to be like oh yeah, don't pretend be doing that you're, pretend yeah, you're outraged morally outraged when really they're like you know Jerry Lawler produced <laughs> yeah. his mind backstage you know? don't
0: you be doing only fans we need those millions for <laughs> rape allegations we need, those,
1: we need those money to pay interns allegedly that's Vince's
0: uh, silence fund <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> you're eating into Vince's hush money now. have
1: you no morals <laughs> um, we couldn't afford WCW but we can afford to pay, to pay Vince's fund money you, yeah. if, if you don't give us a
0: cut of your twitch, Vince might have to go to trial. Now, come on. Um, <laughs>
1: so he might have but, to be held accountable for what he does. How dare you? What what, um, what
0: really bugs me about this is, do you know what? If you're going to exert that level of ownership over your staff, that's fine. At least make them staff. They're, yeah. they're exerting this level of control and ownership over people and still calling them independent contractors.
1: See, that's what's wild. It's like, you know, yeah, I mean, if you're going to do that, like, but then again, they've done this for so long that it's 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 just kind of part of the course, like, you know, independent contractors, fair enough. But they like, okay, here's the question because I haven't looked into it. Right? Is she using the name Mandy Rose? I don't know. That's a good question. Wait, because, because, is that because, her name though? I don't. I don't know. But even if it was, if she's if she's like, okay, where where are you to imagine this would fall down? And I'm not like a legal expert on this specific thing, um, but I would say... No, that's, it,
0: that's her name. Her name's Amanda Rose.
1: Okay, well, if it's Amanda Rose, that's probably fine. But if it's Mandy Rose and she's coming out as a WWE star and probably doing stuff with, you know, the wrestling thing, I can see a case where they're like, ah, here, we own that. But if it's just yeah. horror, just, you know...
0: No so no, her full na- her full name is Amanda Rose Sakamano and her like online name uh, is Mandy Sacks. so Mandy and then short for Sakamano so yeah there's there's no reason <laughs> for them to to claim ownership of of uh, whatever website she runs
1: yeah i just think they're um you know they need to, and here's the thing. Going back to our earlier discussion, if Disney did buy WWE, they probably would be known as employees.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I suppose yeah. If they're going to be, like you said, depending on what way they operate if they're going to be running shows out of, you know, a Disney-owned, uh, a Disney-owned studio every week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The the. Their employment contracts might change.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, there's a massive upside here. So, but moving on, we have uh, Own Heart and Double J Jeff Jarrett with Deborah with the best yep. shirt ever, um, defeating D'Lo Brown in a two-on-one handicap match in about four minutes.
0: Yep. Um, D- D'Lo,
1: other- you know, poor D'Lo. He puts on a great performance. He 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 um, doesn't come out wearing the the cool. Chest piece, which I don't know how he was doubted wrestling that because it's a foreign object, but still, <laughs> it it looks awesome. And he has, like, you know, the head waggle and all the head waggle. And his frog splash was always, it's, it's my favorite frog splash, except for, um, but
0: well, so Roman, Roman Reigns was allowed to wrestle in a <laughs> swat test
1: for that's true for years. For years. But I mean, I, DLO's moveset is like one of the coolest movesets at this time, like, everything he does is so, like, yeah, flashy but impactful, that it's kind of cool. Like, even though this match was so short, the way he works with Owen Hart is actually really good. Like, yeah, Double J is Double J, and uh, I think he's probably the one putting the match together. But him and Owen, that's where this match actually shines. And, yeah, it's not long, but Owen's... Obviously, he's a heart, right? He's brilliant. But it just works super well with D-Lo when they're when they're yeah. having these little... Exchanges it's, in the ring It's actually it's, really nice and fluid
0: It's almost frustrating again It's like the Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Venus thing I'd love to see Delo and Owen Hart Go 15 minutes And really let the Let the brakes off
1: Yeah and I mean Like a lot of this is obviously You know Mark Henry's not here uh Delo Like these four men Would have matches For the tag belts And it's kind of wasted Because I'm like oh, Each of these four guys Could have A feud with each other for a single belt, which would be fantastic, um, and for circumstances which are obviously, you know, the, we all know what they are. D'Lo and Jeff Jarrett end up having a bunch of feuds later on in the year, which is really cool. But I'm like, oh, should have been on hard, you know, who had these feuds?
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, it,
0: but for, it, for such a great wrestler, like if if you had one phrase. could typify his whole career it's it's it should have been Owen Hart there's 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 10 times during his career WWE had him where he should have been you know really pushed
1: yeah absolutely and it's you know when you see him how good he was it's it really is a shame but this match um is another screw D'Lo Brown moment by uh PMS (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, horrissa. Tell you what. So, so, uh. So Jack, so, sorry, just one second. Jacqueline jumps off the top rope, kicks him in the head. A Perry hell Reynolds of a says, dropkick. Oh, man. She buries him. And then it obviously sets up the win where, uh, Double J and, uh.
0: It's, it's her. mad because, uh, she five dropped. minutes, five minutes before this, we had the Sable thing. And it ends with, a uh, Sable splitting Tory with, uh, women's belt mm. and I mean she barely taps her with it it's the weakest looking thing Yeah. and then Jacqueline comes out and <laughs> nearly kicks D'Lo Brown's head off can... in the back of the head in the back yeah, of the head yeah. as well very that's dangerous how, very that's dangerous. how the, that's how Paige was injured isn't it I think so um, but you can tell the, the women who are there because they're great workers and the women who are there because they're in Playboy yeah
1: um, so uh, Mick Foley makes his uh WWE uh guest referee match. Uh, sorry, um, that match, guest referee, shirt. debut. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, it, <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, he he's a he's a guest ref- referee in this uh, Rock Paul White match, and it's supposed to be for the title, but it's not really because it's no an contest. And the minute the match starts, they turn on Mick and beat the hell out of him. So. <laughs> it was all a big work where it wasn't
0: as it wasn't as bad as say the finger poker doom. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. It wasn't that bad.
0: It's not like they spent weeks building up a huge rock versus Paul white championship match, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it still did feel kind of screwy. Yeah.
1: It was just, it was just, you know, (sighs) it was cheap for the sake of cheap you know and uh, the thing about it was it was to get over well to stop the crowd cheering for Paul White which is what they were doing and to get people so annoyed with The Rock that you know you can have a sympathetic reason for Mick Foley to become the eventually the guest referee so that's what they were trying to do um it was just it should have been more it should have been better but it was what it was you know
0: Oh, the the other thing I wanted to say was though about the Jacqueline match, about the the Brown match. Whenever Jacqueline comes in and does the drop kick, um, and then uh, Owen Hart goes to the pin, you can hear Michael Cole go, "Oh my God, the referee never saw it. The referee missed it." And I'm sitting there going, "Michael, it's it's a handicap match. There's no, there's no DQ." She could have done it right in front of the referee. (laughs) And it would have been fine. Wouldn't have made a button of difference.
1: Next match, Draws versus Steve Blackman. Two men who were in the brawl for all. Um, Two legit tough guys. This match was about three minutes. Not the best match in the world, unfortunately. Steve Blackman would get the win. Um, It's unfortunate with with Draws because he seems to be the most um, lost here that I've seen him um, in... You know this run that we've seen where he's usually actually quite good. Yeah, I don't think Draws and Blackman had a good chemistry. Um, but this again, this was just a nothing match to set up. Um, but it was just a fill time. The real story yeah, was backstage with Vince and Kane, uh, where Vince is like, "Hey, you better win this match tonight," and that's yeah. what they were setting up. Uh, it's it's a nothing match. Um, it's your
0: bang average three minute three minute raw match, just yeah, just to have a match, yeah.
1: Good promo by The Undertaker backstage though with his little blue light and he's wearing his little cape. So he, he's there having a good time.
0: <laughs> he's enjoying himself.
1: Yeah. Happy out. Yeah, he's like, you know, <laughs> has his little cape on and he's like, yeah, I'm just talk- I am don't know who I'm talking to, but definitely to someone. And uh, Were you
0: looking at, at his... So we, he gives this promo not facing the camera. He's facing yeah. away. He's looking and at I've, someone. Yeah. he. I was Could looking Paul at the Bearer. Thing, and his eyes were moving weird and I was like... Is he trying to do his his pupils thing, or could have, could have been is reading. he
1: just is he just reading that promo I, off? <laughs> I think he was. I mean, I, I think he was. I think because I mean, he never does that. He usually looks at the camera, and yeah. I think he was just hand something like five. I, I think a lot of the show was booked, um, kind of on the fly. That's why it's a bit disjointed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he was just hand something the last minute. Go here, read this garbage. You know. I think so, because it
0: was pretty lengthy. It was a load of bloody nonsense. It was. Uh, it
1: was the most nonsense thing I've ever heard Taker say. I'm not was, saying something. It was Bray Wyatt levels of bullshit. It was just <laughs> random nonsense. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't tie into anything you've said. <laughs> Everyone knows this is a random match that was made yesterday, probably. Um, yeah, it was funny. So that's what, you know. But he looked like he had a good time saying it. So, I mean... That's it you know
0: yeah i mean you buy that robe you want to wear it as much as possible
1: absolutely and it's probably you're probably cold you know so
0: well especially like where he was uh you know looked like it was out back or yeah you know
1: yeah. but he wants to get back to catering you know so he's probably looking forward to the inferno match get a bit of heat <laughs> so, yeah. um and then we have the next so goldus comes out and. Goldust is very weird at this time, still. Like, he's not the weirdest he's ever been, but he's still quite weird. But, like, has a super over. He's gone against Val Venus. So, there's two very sexually charged characters gone against each other here for some reason. I don't think it's for the IC belt because they don't say it's for the IC belt.
0: It's a non title match.
1: Okay. Weirdly. Like, like,
0: why? What's the point?
1: Yeah. So, Val comes out and is again a super over, but the crowd. Don't really, he's over, but the crowd don't seem interested except for your one who has the old school camera, you know, the old clicky camera, and she's like losing her mind for him. So, I mean, you know, it's like they're very sure to go for all the women on this, and I would have loved them to like do that for for Goldust. (laughs) It's just the look of disgust, (laughs) Goldust comes out. Um, but yeah, Val cut the promo, and it's his, you know, hello ladies promo. This match, um, was not super long either, it was like three minutes. This is kind of where the show dips to like a dud for me. And I love Steve Blackman, don't get me wrong, but from his match and in this match, it it does kind of die a death. Goldust actually gets the win. And how he gets, excuse me, how he gets the win is by the Blue Meanie. So this is the return of the Blue Meanie, or actually the debut of uh, the Blue Meanie outside of his Blue Dust gimmick. He's just the Blue Meanie now. So, you know, because he he was obviously doing the, the Blue Dust thing into the St. Valenau's Day Massacre and he got battered for it so now he's back as just the blue meanie and this is what he'd be until he leaves Uh, or gets fired and he's
0: uh he's helping Goldust here despite the fact that they've just had a feud so there's obviously and and after Goldust wins um so the blue meanie comes down hits uh valvinus with a ddt outside the ring actually a really good looking ddt yeah um Goldust does the pin, but then he's like completely baffled. He's like, "Why? I just batted the life out of you. Why you had so?" There's obviously some sort of yeah. So
1: story I I there. I know what happens here, and it gets really weird. So I'm not going to what? ruin it for everybody. Yeah, Lutini
0: Goldust storyline <laughs> gets really weird.
1: Yeah, it gets really weird. I I I remember seeing it as a child, and probably shouldn't have. Um. So yeah, we're we're going to obviously keep an eye on that. This kind of this builds into something. Um. It's not good though. But definitely something, um, and it would be the nearly the end of gold. Well, definitely the end of goldus and WWE for a while because he'd end up going to the WCW and doing his whole seven gimmick. But that's a couple of months away. So uh, yeah, hold this space, I suppose. Um, the next match is uh, well, it, it's your a boy, joy. It's a bookily. joy. For, oh, it's a joy for us. The return of the Buchli. Uh, well, we haven't had a Buchli in a while on this show. But it is, of course, Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn challenged him for the WWE Hardcore title. Man, where he should be all along, should be in the Hardcore title. But before that happens, there's a backstage segment with uh, Shane with the, with the European belt with China. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not the best Shane has looked. And I don't mean that physically. I just mean it. it does that segment did nothing for him. No. Quick, like, even like <laughs> where for it was,
0: it. even where it was filmed. Yeah, like, it looked like it was being filmed in like a community hall. I was, I was looking at that,
1: going, Jesus, I think I did Irish dancing lessons there. That's <laughs> what it looks like. It, it looks like he's shooting an episode of Dance Moms, like
0: yeah,
1: you know. And <laughs> like, what are you doing? You couldn't go to like an actual gym and do this there, but... <laughs> or, or just even somewhere out the
0: back. Like the WWF logo, like a flag or a raw background or something.
1: This just no down to the local YMCA, and that's it. we're just gonna, you know, pose in the mirror. It, it's it was a weird segment. D- down to the local GA club and <laughs> do it in there. So Bart Gunn comes back and he's sporting a haircut and also the British Bulldog look. When the British Bulldog <laughs> came back, the the blue jeans. Um, so Bart Gunn is the proto. British Bulldog circa 1999 so uh, and by the end of the year you'll know what I mean because this is exactly how the British Bulldog dressed when he came back it wasn't good and uh, this neither was this uh, well, so fair, here no. here's what baffles me with this
0: right so so they have their eight minute hardcore match and it ends with some masked guy comes out and throws Bart Gunn off the stage it's never explained I mean I assume it will be in future episodes but that's how this match ends mm. but bart guns fresh or not fresh a couple of months ago but he's just all after winning the brawl for all right he's yeah. just back after winning the brawl for all. yeah for god's sake give him the hardcore title
1: right uh, well here's the thing so- sorry it, it, they do put him over as legitimately tough because it starts off with attempted murder with smashing the candy glass off his face like candy holder off his face which Yeah, that's a hospital. That's a hospital trip right there. Like,
0: there was some really good spots in this, but what I was thinking is you could have made a a thing out of the brawl for all and out of this. If you didn't want to push him as an upper level guy, you could have him go out and do these hardcore matches and batter people with all sorts of weapons, and then in the end, he finishes them with a punch because his right hook is more devastating than any chair shot or any oh, that's very good steel can or any bin lid or anything you know you oh, can even have good. him there with a chair in his hand and decides to drop it and and clock them with the you know like it just uh, i don't know me, me and you have had our our little <laughs>
1: breakdown over the brawl for all, for all. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to it that was your christmas present folks um <laughs> but man yeah that's actually a really that would have been great so much better than what they did which was nothing um <laughs> but like back on you know it's weird because with this the repackaging he looks more legit he seems to be much more of a you know a, an actual wrestler as such I remember these guys were in a tag team which was the the return of the midnight express which was god awful um. So this is an attempt to re- rehabilit- rehabilitate the two of them, and uh, Bob Holly is, I think he's gone by hardcore now. Um, and that took a long time for him to actually get it. So he's by WrestleMania, yeah. he's properly hardcore Holly. He could, and, he comes out as Bob
0: Holly, but throughout the match, the commentators keep referring to him as Hardcore Holly. So yeah, yeah I think this is them introducing it.
1: Yeah, and he could have done the same thing with Barco, and I think they were trying to, but by the time. Wrestlemania comes along. Poor Bart. Is gone. He's, 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 uh, you know, he's no longer Bart Gun. He's gone gone, you know, uh, because <laughs> this is it. Th- th- you know, enjoy these little moments on Raw because this is the only time we're going to see him anytime soon. And he's very good in these hardcore matches, you know, but yeah. I think why they didn't is because it's actually the same role the hardcore is playing. It, th- these guys are the same character. Yeah, and that's the problem.
0: To be fair to Bart, um, and I, uh, it's a, it is a bit depressing watching him in this. But from what I've read, I think he went on to have a fairly or semi-successful run in Japan.
1: He did, yeah. Um,
0: all Japan, I think it was. Yeah. Made made a big deal out of a uh, out of him knocking out Doctor Death.
1: And yeah, and he got I, a new
0: push over there.
1: Do You have a return match, yeah, and he, he I think he beats Doctor Death then eventually.
0: Yeah. So that you know look he did better than a lot of gays who got into wrestling
1: yeah that's true but the the weird ending is you know some lad in the mask throws him through a table and that that sets up the win so hopefully we'll find out um who that is next week because we got no answers this week (laughs) but judging that it's uh 1999 WWE, we probably are going to get no answers (laughs) but uh yeah so so that was it uh hardcore holly wins uh covered in flower not a good look. Sets up the next match uh, with Shane McMahon uh, coming out. Well, Man comes out to the ring with China. X-Pac comes out with Triple H. Gets a low blow. This that, match is uh, this match is over in one minute. That caught me off
0: guard for a second because X-Pac came out and there was a cheer from the crowd. And I was like, oh, X-Pac got an X-Pop, and then I saw, oh no, he's walked out with Triple H. That's yeah. That's what people so
1: people are cheering for. So so this match is setting up uh, the return match of because obviously you know Shane won in a tag match. So it's actually you know this is setting up a return match at WrestleMania with uh, Shane and an X Pac. So China's doing pretty much all the fighting for Shane, and Shane is obviously the the just a stereotypical chicken shit heel. You know that's why he's been. Um, and I mean he's scared of X Pac, and he really shouldn't be. I mean, X Pac know. <laughs> um but Triple H is also trying to get his his come up and like his re- revenge on China. Uh and it's just it's just a, an absolute mess of a match. It's one of the worst matches I've ever seen on on Raw. Um so what happens here is X Pac does of ev- um X Pac does eventually defeat China after Triple H delivered a pedigree. So X Pac doesn't really do anything other than pins. China doesn't do anything other than just run around and get pedigree through the the k through the through the ring uh, for the victory, and she doesn't move.
0: She's and he killed.
1: He he buried he
0: her. Hits her with that pedigree as well. Like he yeah, he
1: yeah,
0: lays yeah. it in. He yeah, doesn't she's... like re- release the arms or anything. He
1: no no
0: properly drives it in.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it, this is stuff that's setting up for WrestleMania, which we'll see. You know, when it comes to it, and then from there, um, you know, there's a. Promo Vince comes out, sets up the whole contract thing. Uh, next week there there'll be more of this kind of you know, Kane Undertaker needs to set, fight for the job, blah 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 blah. But basically, we're setting up for the main event, which is the Inferno match: the Undertaker versus Kane. Um, and look, it the an Inferno match is kind of hard to do. I think they're very yeah. boring. Um, like the spectacle of it is pretty, pretty badass, but. If yeah, very, I mean, it's
0: very the, boring. Yeah, it it's all spectacle. I mean, the thing with it is, Inferno match, it can never really deliver on its promises. That it
1: promises to burn people. Yeah, like, full f- like, full body burn like.
0: The only the only way you're ever gonna see that is like with that Randy Orton, the fiend thing, and it oh, was yeah. dreadful.
1: Like, oh, that it, was that was yeah. I forgot about that.
0: You know, so like. Well, it's...
1: I mean, it, okay, here's a question I have for you. Has it's supposed to be Kane's match? He's—I don't think he's ever won one. <laughs> no, no I, well, I he did. Think... Sorry, he did. He did with MVP. He beat MVP. But uh... well,
0: here, here's the thing, right? You're in an inferno match, right? Yeah. So think of it in terms of practicality. Who's the guy who's going to take the? The bump so to speak who's the guy who's going to take the, the fire is it the wrestler who's out there like stone cold in his yeah. trunks and his boots or is it the guy who was covered head to toe wearing gloves and a mask you
1: know, literally who are you going it. to set on fire literally and that's why I'm like you know gonna be that guy you know <laughs> it just seems that like you know from, from a kayfabe story standpoint you know after you lost one or two of them you're like you know what uh, You need to get a different match, you know. I I suck at this, and it's yeah, I think you know, anytime Kane is in an inferno match, he's losing. You know, I think in 1999, I think there's two or three, and he loses all of them, you know. Yeah, um, 98, he lost as well. Um, it's like
0: uh,
1: Abyss, yeah, every
0: time every time Abyss pulled out a bag of thumbtacks, he's the one who went into
1: them. Or Daphne, that one time that was actually a great match. Oh, they Uh, Daphne took the worst uh Tom Tom Top spot I've ever seen. So, and that was yeah. She was on a business side. So I mean, oh well, there you go. <laughs> there yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like this match, it, it was. Look, it would have been cool to see. I'm not gonna lie. I would have loved to seen an Inferno an Inferno match live with the Undertaker and Kane. I oh. wouldn't have felt like I've been cheated. But, yeah, um, like look, you
0: uh, every time they get body slammed, right the flames do a big whoosh and. You know, like, like it is a it is a really cool spectacle, but yeah. now, whenever they come out, I was looking at the entrances and then I looked at the clock and I was like, they're not even in the ring yet. There's only six minutes left in the in the show. Yeah. Um. But as the match went on, I was like, oh, I see why now because the actual everything around an in inferno match is cool. The actual match, <laughs> it's boring as hell.
1: But it's a set-up, Paul Bearer coming out to the ring and handing Vince McMahon, who's doing commentary, a a present. And uh, what's in the present is a teddy bear. And it's Stephanie McMahon's teddy bear, which we would know. know. Um, And this is obviously setting up an angle, which we're probably going to see in a week or two, which is the kidnapping of Stephanie McMahon.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to that.
1: And the wedding of Stephanie McMahon. (laughs) The black wedding. The black wedding, exactly. So, yeah, Kane does eventually get his leg set on fire, which seems to be the part that always gets set on fire. Um, that's it. It's over. I did. I, it's, yeah. I did like
0: the was quite good imagery at the end with yes. The, so the Undertaker takes takes the teddy off Vince McMahon. And Vince is kind of on his knees crying, why, why? And Taker puts the teddy in the fire. And there's a great shot where Vince is just on his knees looking up at Taker. And Taker's looking down at him, holding out the burning teddy in front of him. it's like, you know, if nothing else, if you've done all this for that shot, that's a pretty cool shot.
1: Well, they did, because that's one of the most famous shots from this time period. Yeah, yeah. That shot. That shot—it's—it's—it's it's in everything. Any, any Undertaker documentary, any Dark Side documentary, any anything like that that covers Undertaker and Vince—that's it. And we're we're going to see that shot about twenty-five times before the <laughs> end of this year. <laughs> so, you know, that—that's what this was for. This whole episode of Raw was for that one thing.
0: Yeah, that was one of the other things that I—I I was saying this episode didn't really grip me in the way the other ones have up until now because Mm. the whole episode was built around two matches around the inferno match and around the world title match so you had a bunch of nothing matches up till then and then the world title match was you know finger poker doom light and Mm. then the inferno match which great image at the end great spectacle but was a six-minute punchy, kicky kind of. Although what I will say is, uh, uh, in in a rare move, we had Kane come off the top, to off the top of the turnbuckle to outside the ring.
1: Yeah. This is the good. guy who
0: takes a pedigree on his knees. So that yep. was. But well, this
1: was cool. this was Kane's best year. This is his peak year, nineteen ninety nine. So. But,
0: what, did he debut
1: 98, 98.
0: 98 was was yeah yeah so uh, apart from his debut it's... but
1: 97 97
0: in oh bad blood yeah
1: bad blood but sure. i mean 98 was you know is his sophomore year and 99 was when he started doing some really really cool stuff like he his feud at Pac in 2000 as well is incredible so we're going to see the best of kane coming up soon um uh, next week's raw i i think I'm just having a look here. I think you're going to be a bit disappointed with it again because it seems to be very very similar to this to this week's one. Um
0: yeah, I mean like you know it happens it happens sometimes with AEW pay-per-views, They build and build Everton and they get to a week or two out from the show, everything is ready to go, Everton's in place, uh, and they just kind of have to spin the wheels maybe for
1: but but a couple the week episodes. but the week after seems pretty cool. And, uh, you know, from what I see here, it looks like we're going to get answers to uh, Blue Meanie and Goldust. Oh, yeah. So, folks, <laughs> Many <a main> event. <laughs> strap in for that because, you know, that's what we all that's what we're all here for. We're all here for the Blue Meanie and Goldust angles, storylines. But well, thank you so much for joining us this week, folks. Um, we will be back, obviously, next week. Um, well, I'm in Rome next week. We'll do a show anyway. We'll be back next week. Um, I might have to do a From location. Uh our man on the ground. Our man on the ground. I don't know what I'm on the ground for, but you know, (laughs) uh, yeah, we'll do a. We'll recover next week's raw. Obviously, um, again, if there's anything you want to for us to cover, please let us know. Um, you can get us on our social media. The best way to to keep in contact with us is is our social media. So you can go over to uh, thewrestlingrewind.com where all the links are. And we uh, will get on that as well. There's a bunch of shows that we did all over Christmas, which are up on um, True Penny Channel. They'll be up on the National Media um, feed very, very soon. And Martin, is there any... Actually, Martin, before yes. I say anyone to plug, um, Force, it's fantastic. Did you play it? Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah, the yeah. best, crack. It's so fun. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, it's, like a, it's like a little side-scroller, but you're like knockoff versions of like Rambo and uh the terminator and neo and blade and it's just a wonderful game it's super fun so i i'm going to actually push that this week because martin is rarely wrong with his game his game um, um recommendations like they're always really good um so yeah uh pick that up i got it for like two quid on uh on switch
0: yeah i i definitely look it's really fun um i definitely wouldn't pay the i think the full price is like 13 quid or yeah don't
1: quid or don't, quid or don't do that don't do that but <laughs> yeah, if you that.
0: see it on sale for less than a fiver definitely worth picking up
1: it's very very good it's very very good so marin again is, have, you, have you got any recommendations or anything you do want to plug before we get over here Uh
0: no recommendations but in terms of plugging something just to say um, obviously we had the passing of Jay Briscoe this oh, week oh man one of yeah, the that's true. famous Briscoe bro- brothers one of them boys Um yeah uh, I can't claim to have been like a huge long-term fan. Like I say, I didn't really have Ring of Honor uh, growing up. It's kind of hard to get when you're out in rural Ireland with dodgy internet and that. But um, a huge fan of the of the trilogy that they had with FTR. Just three of the best matches I've ever seen. And um, yeah, kind of kind of disgusted with the attitude of Warner. Uh, Warner Discovery that even in death they wouldn't let AW kind of do a do a tribute show for him, um. But they are going to do a Ring of Honor tribute show, and they're going to put that up on the Ring of Honor, uh, network for free. I don't think you're going to have to sign up to see it or anything. So at least he'll get some sort of tribute. But um, yeah. Uh, like I, I don't really like to speak about wrestlers in personal terms. I don't know them. I can only talk about them as wrestlers and a thoroughly impressive um, character.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's um. Look, it, there there was a time covering wrestling where it was death after death after death after death. Luckily, mm-hmm. the past couple of years that really hasn't been a thing. But so when something like this was happened, it's kind of a shock. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't like very knowledgeable of jerry briscoe like i mean it was uh, when we did the the international desk we had obviously uh we had an independent wrestling segment where obviously you know he featured quite a lot but um still very young you know very very young wrestler uh young guy 38 38 38, yeah uh it's a shame it really is
0: it it is but at least and well not not at least um he died in uh it was a car crash
1: yeah it wasn't yeah it it wasn't wasn't, wrestling related.
0: yeah it wasn't like like you were saying that you have your wrestlers from the the 80s and it's just death after death of heart failure overdose heart failure and it's all to do with pain and medication and stuff from wrestling it looks like this is just a not just a car crash but
1: yeah you you know you you know know what i'm
0: trying to say i do
1: know what you're trying to say yeah Yeah. it's it wasn't caused by wrestling yeah or or the or the um, the, you know, the, the dark side of wrestling, it was caused by an accident, an unfortunate, horrible accident. So look, it's, you know, it is awful. Um, he leaves one hell of a career, one, one hell of a legacy, but it's still sad, man. And anytime anyone passes, it's, it's sad anytime someone wrestling passes. It's, you know, it is always tinged with that. You know, is it wrestling related? Now, obviously this wasn't. So as you said, it, you know, n- you're not making light of it, but I think everyone listening to this knows what you mean. It's, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's, um, it's just, if you can take and away from it, at least it's not that he spent the last 20 years, you know, in agony doing tiny little autograph signings, you yeah. know, and addicted to pain medication, like we've seen with so many other wrestlers. Absolutely.
1: Um, Absolutely. But again,
0: that's, it's still, it's still a, a, a terrible tragedy.
1: And, um. You know, just on a, on a, on a higher note, um, Wrestle Kingdom was on. Um, oh. Haven't had a chance to see it, I will. So we'll probably talk about that um, as a as a bonus show, Martin, if you're a Oh, right. my God. Uh,
0: Omega oh, 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 already. Yeah. <laughs> One of the matches <laughs> of the year.
1: So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to check it out. I haven't had a chance just yet, but it is on my list. I do want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. And, uh, yeah, guys, again, if there's anything you want us to plug... Or, um, you want to come on show as guests? We have a couple of guests coming up as well, Martin, um, to, to cover certain things on the show.
0: Nice. So that's gonna be
1: fun. Uh, we're trying to get some interviews, and um, yeah, we're gonna, you know, obviously 2023 try and uh, be a bit more consistent because usually with last year touring got in the way, and uh, I just wasn't able to. So, again, thanks for everyone who's listened to the show, Martin. Thank you for putting up with me. Um, and uh, like you know. I get to hang out with a rock star. <laughs> That's not that's not, that's not <laughs> go mad, um, but, you know. Uh, again, like folks, everyone listening to the show, we really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week here on the True Pain Channel, NerthonoMediaWrestlingRewind.com, and of course over in Phoenix. But this is you know the bonus show where we can swear and you know say stuff that won't get us kicked off the air. So that's why you listen, folks. We will see you next week here on the Wrestling the Bye, guys. Damn, buys.